Hey, brothers from other mothers, I have some exciting news for you. Go. Do you want to know what it is? Because I'm excited to tell it to you. Hit me. Come on. This episode, my bitches, is brought to you by Mac Weldon. Oh, yeah. You guys know Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon makes underwear, socks, T-shirts, and other kind of stuff. I'm soaking in it. I uh, <laughs> I I was just I was just telling uh, Armstrong this before we started recording. I was just at a three day leadership offsite in the woods of Ohio, doing ropes courses, doing trust falls, doing you know. Uh, you were uh, not rock climbing, yes. And when I packed my suitcase to go to this camp where I was in a cabin on a mattress that was easily a quarter of an inch thick, I was like, you know what? <laughs> if I'm going to be sweating with a bunch of strangers from other divisions in my company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be wearing Mac Weldon's the whole time. So I packed only Mac Weldon undergarments, only Mac Weldon socks, and only Mac Weldon t-shirts so that I would get all of their antimicrobial functionality. That's the part that eliminates odor. And believe me, I was generating plenty for it to eliminate. Uh, they're comfortable. They're so comfortable, by the way, that if you try them on, you're like, I don't like it. You can keep your first pair. They're going to give you a refund anyway. No questions asked. They don't just make underwear and socks and shirts that look good. They perform well, too. They were great for trust falls they were great for zip lining they were great for uh ropes course they were great for thinking i was going to die like 17 times uh, killing an elk good. with my bare hands yes and here's the best part the best part is they're not just great and all three of us have them. they gave us a ton of it it gave us a ton of mac weldon undergarments and shirts and you know armstrong t- uh, literally wallpapered his home with mac weldon clothes <laughs> Mm-hmm. But our listeners get 20% off on Mac Weldon. All they have to do is go to Mac Weldon. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. MacWeldon.com. Use the promo code CAR. They're going to get 20% off right out the gate. If you haven't bought the underwear yet, after all we've told you about it, you crazy. So it's You time. hate yourself. You just hate mm-hmm. yourself. There's no, other, mm-hmm. there's no other explanation. MacWeldon.com. Promo code TITICA or TTCA. Whichever you... Pr- oh, it's the wrong one. Promo code well, CAR. Promo, promo code, code CAR. CAR. Don't use TC. I was testing you and you failed. Go to promo code... I got it. Use promo code yeah. CAR. Yeah. We did not fail. I'm John Moltz. I did. Yeah, I'm terrible. And that is why I'm John Moltz. I am Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. Beep, beep. There's an alternate world of this show where the theme song is all like car horns honking and stuff, and a dad oh. screaming. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "Motherfuckers!" <laughs> yeah, it's like the uh, beginning of um, Wow, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, right? Where they're in the yeah, the thing and like they're like, all right, mother, like uh, Tim, what's his thing and what's her name? And they're like all getting crazy. They're like <laughs> they freak out, Honey Bunny and all that stuff. The, the oh yeah, I kind of forget about that part. Yeah. Yeah, it's super funny and all because they weird they uh, they get murdered in the beginning, right? right. <laughs> they don't do so well. Mm-mm. Yeah, they don't last that long. No, no they don't. <clears throat> and then the movie starts. And then the movie starts. Okay, so Lex, I don't know. I mean, here's my thing, John. Um, Lay it on. Some we've had some incident material uh, happen here, um, and I need to be careful how I talk about it. So I'm just going to say that there was um, an accident. Um, and what I wanted to talk about was less about the actual accident and more about how in real time, like I'm living it right now, how to talk to kids about potential outcomes. And some of it like is theory. Cause I don't know, cause it's the future and I can't predict the future and I'm not a medical professional yet. So, um, 
anyway, the idea of how do you release news to kids? How do you talk to them when the future is uncertain? And this probably can go beyond like just an accident. It could be like, uh, are we going to go to Disneyland tomorrow or whatever over the spring break? How, and if you don't genuinely don't know, but you want to like, it's possible you're going to go to Disneyland. How do you talk to him? How do you talk to him about that? The shifting future, basically. I don't know. Maybe that's too abstract. Huh? Like, do you have any yeah. idea what's going on anymore? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, I actually so, got the full update, but so like, oh, okay. to, to, to make the <laughs> let me share, I'll just, I'll just share. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, you can tell him. I mean, well, you can say it. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to go even more anonymizing than you were going to go. But so people in John's extended family, one of the, a person in his family was hit, uh, by a taxi cab in New York and is currently hospitalized oh, oh. and, you know, has a long road of recovery ahead. And so, you know, it's somebody who the kids and the family know and uh, will be curious about. And, you know, you don't know what the long term implications are and all that stuff. And so that's kind of what he's getting at is like, how do you handle that stuff when there's there's when life is hitting you right in the solar plexus for your family? <laughs> and you got to figure out, like, how am I going to communicate this shit to my kids? Okay. For us, we're dealing with it in the context of um, grandma, great grandma, uh, Gigi. I mean, we we thought she was going to die two months ago just of, you know, being very old and decrepit at this point. And, uh, you know, she's been in congestive heart failure now for more than a month. She's been in hospice care for more than a month where it's just oh like, God, she's ready. And she's just, she's kicking it every day. She's just, she's That's just, good. Uh, she's in it for the long haul now. But so we had to talk with the kids a month ago. Hey, you know, you guys have to be ready. This is going to happen and it's okay. And that's why we're visiting her. And that's why she doesn't look so great. Um, and now they've basically forgotten about the conversation because nothing has changed in a month. Uh, uh, so it's a little weird. She got to do it all over again. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, John, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope everything turns out. Uh, So far, it's positive. So far, things are positive. Um, You know, um, thank you. Uh, The other thing, I think the the other part of the the picture is um, if something's going on that's heavy duty for your partner and you have to kind of step it up, um, one of the things that I've found myself doing, and it's brought back memories from when uh, my father chose to die at home. Basically, he didn't want to be in a hospital. So it was sort of like, just let me die with my people. And so he was, he had specific instructions about what to do. I mean, we could save his life and we could admit him if it was, you know, if he was going to die and there was measures that could be taken to save him. Great. But um, his condition was such that it's none of us were brain surgeons. So, um, and there wasn't any more brain surgery to do. So, I'm having kind of some flashbacks around what it's like to step up. And also, and I'm sorry for the downer, everybody right in front of Halloween. <laughs> um, but also kind of what happens to your, um, your ability to like keep your shit, your own shit together during this heavy duty time, especially when the kids are like, Oh, um, whatever is happening over there. Great. Cause they don't have a full understanding of the implications of, you know, the bigger picture. And so you're, in my case, I'm trying to like balance not getting crazy because like there's this major shit going on over in this quadrant of my life. And then I have to be like chill Zen parent in this quadrant 
and the kids are like extra, like they're handling the news with their own ways and their own stuff. And so it's trying to balance this, um, uh, what's the word quadrant and a quadrant, uh, a matrix of emotion yeah. matrix is right. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I remember as a kid being like, I didn't want to hear these things. Right. So my instinct was, you know, don't, don't talk to me about this. Interesting. I just like to, to, to push it away and not like, I don't want to hear about it. Um, which I think is also Hank's, his, his reaction to, um, I don't know that all kids react the same way to that, but, um, it's just, you know, I'd rather if I'm, if I don't have to hear about it, then it's not happening. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I'm bad at this, so I don't, I don't know that I'm going to have too much advice to give. Um, I feel like Karen's better. Karen's the one who approaches, you know, subjects like that. And, uh, which is you know why her relationship works. Um, because she handles that stuff and I'm less, she likes to tackle things head on. I'm more avoidy, but I'm also more calm. <laughs> mm. So, you know, everything, you, you know, between the two of us, everything kind of evens out. But, it, you know, but I, I don't know what the best way, I mean, to, to get a kid to really understand and feel about something, you know, without being overbearing is... And the other thing too is like, you know, I think it would work if like, I think the kids would have a better uh, visualization of what's happening if they could go, like if they could get into a, a hospital and see or whatever, like go visit, you know, um, whoever is injured or hurt or recovering or whatever. And in this case, my girls are a couple thousand miles away, so they can't see. And right. I'm not about to send pictures. Um Cause that's all kinds of weird. And, that is um, so I'm having to kind of talk through with them about what's going on. And, and, you know, I was very vague and, and nebulous at the beginning cause didn't know. And then as things started to unfold, then it was like, okay, here's what's going on. You know, there's some good signs. There's some positive signs, yada, yada. But my oldest was really, um, she surprised me last night because, uh, cause, you know, we have a daily call. And she goes, hey, how are things? And so it was really a sweet moment. I felt like I kind of won a little, you know, parental belt notch scrape out thing. What are those <laughs> things called? Markers? Whatever. You don't really notch your belt, do you? I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't wear belts. I do <laughs> sometimes, but um, <laughs> uh, or, or pants. So Lex, in your case, have your children, do they know about what's going on with the hospice thing? Yeah. I mean, they don't specifically know Gigi's in hospice and here's exactly what that means. Like we didn't say, uh, you know, cause really, at least to me, what it means is, you know, uh, they're doing what they can to keep her comfortable, but they're not treating any core symptoms at this point. Right. And, uh, what we've told them is just that, you know, it's, it's near the end and that, uh, she's lived a long, good life and that we're trying to keep her as comfortable as we can, but that, you know, she, that she's going to die at some point and it's probably going to be pretty soon. And that, you know, we want them to know that up front and, uh, so that it's not a, a shock when it happens. And we told them about that in lightly different ways. Um, 
And like with Liam, I think we spent less time on it and we just, you know, that Gigi's really sick. So we're just there to try to help her feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. But with the other two, we had that more detailed conversation. And uh, I would say it's been, it's been really, it's, it's, it's been really in keeping with the way that we talk to our kids about stuff where it's like, uh, we want to be honest and open and transparent with you and we don't want to scare or scar you and upset you. But we, you know, we at least want you to know these things, um, because we feel like it's better to start talking about it now when you can process a little bit and it's not like bad news is upon you. It's, it's earlier than that. I don't know. That's our kind of thought about it. Yeah. Uh, jury's out on if we are getting it right though. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it always yeah um, yeah i i'm not sure what i mean i think i don't know my family had has a terrible tendency to not talk about things which is why i am the way i am <laughs> so i don't and i don't feel like that's the right solution like my parents don't they don't i mean my brother seems to know about this stuff because he's he spends more time with my parents because he lives close to them but like when my parents have health issues I, i'm like the last to know Right. You know, I, like I'll find out like three months later. Oh, did you know dad had his entire lung removed or you know, <laughs> um, like, what? Uh, not that did not actually happen. But um, yeah, so I think it's you kids learn this stuff and then they pass it on. You know, it's like they grow up that way and right. they don't necessarily pass it on. I'm trying to do it at least a little bit differently. I'm trying to be a little bit more open about stuff and particularly if i'm i feel like i'm much more open with hank about feelings um than my parents were with, with me and it's not you know it's like it wasn't anything deliberate you know it's not like we don't discuss feelings in this family um it's just the way that they were right so you know it's it's like put that away <laughs> that, that being a feeling yes that okay. being a feeling yes. yeah um and it's it's a strange strange uh i don't know responsibility to have to to have because every moment i feel like there's that there's that thing that i'm doing with him that he's gonna remember or it's gonna be you know part of his upbringing that he's gonna go out into life with right right yeah and i i did i miss an opportunity (laughs) well you know, our strategy has always been that we want to be super open and, you know, we definitely don't talk to them like they're adults, but we just, you know, here is why I'm upset with you <laughs> or here is uh, this bad thing that's going to happen or here is how your grandparents think about certain things differently from how we do. Um, and it's funny because I, although it is pretty open with them, um, there are other things that I think about, boy, they just, the, the, there are worlds that I have really kept hidden from them. Like I, I have a, a coworker who I saw when I was traveling earlier this week and he was saying, yeah, I took my 10 year old to see the Martian. And then I took one of his friends too. And he said, you know, the movie itself was fine for them, but the trailer scared them out of their mind. Cause it was a bunch of previews for like horrible horror yeah. films. Yeah. But he's like, you know, I looked up ahead of time and it was just bad words. Like there wasn't any nudity or violence or anything. So I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. And I'm like, boy, I have a nine-year-old. I would not take her to see that. Um, Anya knows about one swear word. She hasn't told us which one it is, but she knows that she, some, she told us, that, I forget the incident, but I know that she heard somebody say it and then felt bad that they had said it in front of her, like some family member. Uh, I'm sure it's shit. I'm pretty sure it's shit. And, but like, they don't know other swear words. And, 
I just I, we don't expose them to the existence of terrorism, <laughs> you know. And so there's there's things that I am protecting. Oh, them you from have stuff. to expose them to the existence of terrorism, Lex. How do you do that? Do you have a special ceremony? <laughs> Stage terrorist uh, events. Oh, that's oh, good. God, yeah. <laughs> it's not real ones, you know. Just like simulate in within your own house a terrorist attack. I mean, and they do those ridiculous drills at their school. You know, the lockdown. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. God, shelter in place. Have I shared this story where um, in my scout troop we there was a staged kidnapping while we were together as scouts? One of the scouts no, was kid, fake kidnapped. I don't think I so. Don't that doesn't sound familiar? Um, yeah. So I was in a scout troop and um, Boy Scout action there. Uh, got my merit badges and whatnot. Never made eagle. Life got the life. I don't. I know it's going to mean something for like three of you out there, but anyway. Um, yeah, I was not. I was not the best scout, but. We're having a dinner, which is weird. Like, what? Scout dinner? What? Like, it, that wasn't associated with an event. It was just, scout meeting tonight's going to be a dinner at the Scoutmaster's house. And this, one of the kids gets kidnapped and the cops show up. And I'm like, is this real? Like, this cannot be real. This feels weird. Like, the whole thing was just crazy. And then they finally come clean. They're like, no, we staged this to teach you guys a lesson about paying attention. And it was super freaky and messed up. And the kid that they chose um, turned out to be like a later in life, he became a special needs person. So um, that made it, and we all kind of knew that that was the case. And so it made it even weirder and everyone felt worse because <laughs> of that. It was just really messed up. Like talk about a total brain jack. That was awful. So that would be a great way, uh, John. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, the, that's exactly what I'm recommending. Yeah. So you're saying you know, stage an event of some kind, like a series of events. Uh huh. Would they be unfortunate ones? <laughs> Very extremely unfortunate ones. Uh, uh. Oh man! Like Lex, you're you're moving out of. I don't know. Maybe you've already moved out of your yeah. old house, but it would be a perfect opportunity to like trash the place with a fake terrorist attack. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I um no, I'm not going to do that. But so okay. I don't know. It's like. Uh, but so I so I'm going to turn this into a question. I'm going to turn this car around into a question. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, I and I know we've talked about swearing a little bit, but like, are, would you take your kids to see The Martian? Um, do your kids know about <laughs> terrorism? And uh, what am I doing wrong? That's this is the segment of the show we call "What Is Lex Doing Wrong with His Kids." <laughs> What's Lex doing wrong with his kids? That's the theme song for the segment. Oh, great! Uh, I won't make any data for that. There's no data coming in for that. Soft okay. layer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong show. Sorry. Um. Okay. No, I wouldn't take my kids to see The Martian. Really? Uh, already, already done. <laughs> done um, and done. What was it? What was it rated? I don't even know what it was rated. It's PG. It's PG thirteen. I think my. I think Lita could do it. I think Lita could do it. Um, Again, and, sure and I and I thought that maybe you were actually talking about me because that was exactly I don't remember where I talked about the experience, but that was exactly the experience was that he the movie for him was fine. It's the trailers that were so free. Yeah, you might have told me that, too. But this was I yeah. just had this conversation yesterday. OK, mm. right. Well, then we didn't talk yesterday. So no, it was not me. Sadly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. OK, um, so your your son Maltz does not like movie trailers. You know, well, he does not, he in general doesn't like movie trailers, I think. I mean, when he goes to the movies, he wants to go in and have the movie start right away. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> Which all do. Really? We, exactly. We kind of all do. 
I mean, you know, I think we like maybe watching a couple trailers, but there's always like 18 trailers. Right. It's gotten to the point where it's kind of ridiculous. The movie's, you know, the movie's supposed to start at 2.30. It starts at like 3. Right. So uh, that's part of the problem. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. and then he's going to have to go to the bathroom at some point. So he's going to miss part of it. Anyway, he's going to see trailers and miss part of the movie. Mm. Um, But particularly those... Those trailers didn't seem suited. It's just because it was before it was approaching Halloween mm-hmm. is why. So there were, oh, yeah. you know, they had, they had started, you know, they're stocking the, they're priming the pump with several scary movies and yeah. they want you to know about them. And they, you know, they, the, the trailers are horrible. <laughs> so, so he was, you know, he was like, he was looking away. I was like, it's okay to look away. You don't have to look. So he looked away and, and, uh, <laughs> But he said the he said like the next day that he was having nightmares because of those. Oh yeah, yeah, just that's bad. So, there's a there's a couple the, of those trailers that are super messed up. Like yeah, it was, it was the like that and uh, there was the one the the forest is the yeah. one. Yeah, the the visit was the visit's weird. Um, the forest and um, uh, saw crimson, seventeen crimson peak Crim, crimson peak mm. uh, were the two, and it's you know they pipe it's the music really. Mm-hmm. The music and then and the crazy like really scrapey sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody crab walking. Anything, <laughs> yeah. anything. If there's anyone with like anyone, there's anyone crab walking. It's no good. Right in like a <laughs> jitter, jud, like a jittery glitchy. Way. Yeah, yeah. Skipping, yeah, like skipping frames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So anyway, uh, the movie. Yeah, thumbs up. Everybody had a good time at the movie. The trailers. Nobody had a good time at the trailers. Yeah. And, and it's funny my kids will have fear of trailers at many many movies like even if we go to a kids movie if they're showing like a movie that is meant to be scary for kids my kids will mm-hmm. be scared by it mm-hmm. um so some of them are very opposed to trailers it's gotten better as they get older <laughs> um the kids not the movies but um <laughs> i will say when we went to see i think inside out i was very impressed by the trailer for the sequel to the adam sandler animated dracula hanging out with his friends movie yeah transylvania hotel too or whatever that's right and i haven't seen it but i was very i found the trailer amusing i found it like this is looks like good clean family fun and adam sandler hasn't been that good recently so i was i was happily surprised the first one in that series uh was marlo's first movie and she made it about 33 minutes in and then i had to take her out uh fear or boredom um on we boredom couldn't be bothered i think part of it was because she couldn't see and and we didn't know that at the time. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or wait, did she have glasses? I can't remember if she had glasses or not, but um, that may have been a factor. The other factor is, you know, she was three and a half or how old she was. She was young, yeah. probably yeah. too young to be in a movie at all. That's okay. I had to be taken out of uh, Peter and the Wolf mm. as a child. Mm. Very scary. I had to be frightening movie. I was fourteen. I was I was a was a little kid, but I don't remember. I don't remember how old, but it was interesting <laughs> showing um, Anya and her uh, uh, several of her friends, um, uh, the Princess Bride, a week or so ago at her sleepover. Party. Oh yeah, how'd that go? And you know, early on, the movie starts a little bit slow. Like you've got the I forgot. I always forget about the that it's kind of a story within a story since Fred Savage is being read to by his grandfather, um, Columbo, and yeah, adorable in all and, counts. Right. And Fred Savage still looks and sounds exactly the same. And so 
that's happening and they're like okay and then the story starts like oh we get it we get how this works um but then like the first moments the first scenes as the princess is kidnapped spoiler alerts and uh, and you know when they're being pursued by this pirate and the bad guys are climbing up the mountain and then they're going to swerve like why is he helping the, the guy he wants to fight up the mountain why is he doing that why is he lending him a hand why is he promising not to kill him and then like wow the sword fight's pretty exciting this is literally what they're saying like wow this part's pretty exciting <laughs> the kids are saying and they're saying it non-ironically which was such a beautiful thing to watch and they, they definitely got into it but it was a slow burn where they were like, I think I would not have been shocked if 25 minutes in, they were like, yeah, we would like to go, you know, mm-hmm. squee in the basement instead. But mm-hmm. they they did get into it. But it, the movie was on a, a precipice. <laughs> it was on it was on a cliff and it could have gone either way, but they, they made it through. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's hey, true hey, most old movies, older movies. Yeah, we tried that one and he he got bored. So did not make it through. But that was a, that was a number of years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. It is a pretty good movie. I laughed rewatching it for the it's a good, billionth it's a time. Good movie. Yeah. We showed Back to the Future, the first one, and uh, kids seem to like it. Kids seem to like it. Um, it. The interesting thing is the way Michael J. Fox curses in the movie. The shit and asshole, and. <laughs> um, but we're fine with those in the house. It's not like that's a, those are words we, I don't use asshole that much uh, out loud in my head. It's like pretty much constant, but um, right. Uh, shit is used. So, um, and made, uh, so I'm anyway, I just, yeah, I was, now we know surprised they made his daughter heard it. <laughs> you bitches. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, uh, the thing is they made it through the movie, which I was surprised. But also, someone had said to one of the kids, is that the movie where he kisses his mom? <laughs> that happened in, in my life, where Anya was asking about that movie. She said, I heard that that's, that's where a boy kisses his mom. Yeah, <laughs> That's what she knows about Back to the Future. That's all you really need to know. Right. That's the key plot point right there. <laughs> <laughs> boy kisses his mom. <sighs> Cracked has, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that trilogy, and Cracked has really um, ruined a part of it for me because they they highlight the fact that there's, you know, many people watching the sexual assault of uh, Marty uh-huh. McFly's mom before she was mother, and nobody does anything. And then, like, Biff gets punched in the face, and they all huddle around Biff to see if he's okay. And nobody's like, hey, assaulted woman, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's maybe true to its era. I don't know. But right. Well, I'm probably sure be. it probably is. You know, Uncomfortable. To the 50s, right? Yeah. Uh, the second one has major problems. We got about 12 minutes in, and my girlfriend was like, okay, we all need to go do reading now. She couldn't it's take dark, it. right? It's pretty dark, isn't it? Well, I just the thing is, that's is, the one. That's the future. That, yeah. Yeah. And the, it, the, the Biff run future. Yeah, right. And so. Um, it's there's so much exposition up front and it just doesn't have the same kind of charm as the first one. Yeah. Um, don't you diminish the good name of back to the future too. <laughs> well, here's the other problem. Lex, <laughs> Ooh, is that the, the product placement is off the chain. Oh yeah. I and mean, that's what your girlfriend objected to though. Is that what your girlfriend was objecting? No, to? she did not. Not at all. It what that was just a sidebar note, you know, 14 bullet points of Pepsi and Mattel and <laughs> whoever else. <laughs> 
and uh, Universal. Um, so Universal Properties in general. So uh, her objection <laughs> Which is pretty was dumb the way, when it's their movie. It right? felt like a TV series, as like a sitcom. It didn't feel like a movie. The way it was shot, like the, the script. And so that was her. But she claims she saw it, but has no recollection of how horrible it was for her. That's what she said. Those are her words. I'm paraphrasing. I love that movie. Man, this is horrible. I can't stand this conversation right now. <laughs> um, huh. I, have you watched it recently? Back to the Future 2? Yeah. Yeah, like within the past 30 days. Okay. And, <laughs> and none of those... Like, that's that's you, recent, yeah. Look, I listen, I'm not judging because I, there's all kinds of movies that I think are terrible now that I loved when I was, you know... In my thirties, yeah, I would say um, it. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I really enjoyed it, um, uh, and I like the way that it works with the first one, like in combo together. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the movie, so I want to fight your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, I, I don't think you do. <laughs> I want to fight and lose to your girlfriend, but still, I want to fight. Make sure she knows that I climbed all the way to the top of the rock wall. Um, at this leadership oh. thing. I was oh, hey, well, so well, I'll be sure to let her know. I'm sure she's really uh, dying to hear about that. <laughs> did you Did you win the leadership crown? Uh, well, the thing is, you know, true leaders, John, don't care about king, being kings and queens. They care about making uh, king and queens <laughs> themselves. Like they want to be a king maker more than a king. I'm just saying. Uh, that's that's the biggest bunch of crap ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. You come to my camp, Lex. You come to my leadership. <laughs> All right. I'm going to the Moltz leadership camp. <laughs> Where is it held, John? <laughs> it's in a it's in a it's in a a mall food court. <laughs> Climb here's, over people to get to the McDonald's. That's what here's, you get. Here's thirteen dollars. Every right. leader at the mall food court picks the P the uh the, the Panda Express over the McDonald's. I'm just saying. <laughs> True winners eat a Panda Express. <laughs> I was going to say PF Chang's, but that's they wouldn't be in a food court. They're yeah, like no. they're adjacent to uh, not mall. likely. That's yeah, up right. Again. That's a more outside, right next door. Oh, but that orange chicken at Panda Express. Mm-hmm. That's Seriously? how they get you. Is there a, there's actually anything good at? Panda? I mean, I've never had anything good at Panda Express. Their famous dish is their uh, orange is their chicken. orange chicken. It's it's yeah. good. Okay, all right. Well, maybe it's, I'll. It super can't not be good. And... It's eight hundred thousand calories per serving. Yeah, it's, it's their highest calorie item by double. The next highest one. Huh. Okay. Well. So uh, I, so not do not eat that? Is that I'm not sure. It's it's good. You should eat it. I'm getting a mixed message here. You should eat it. Um Okay. You should eat it, but it's bad for you. And Lex, so we've kind of covered what you're doing wrong, basically. One okay. back to the future too. <laughs> nope. Your love of that nope. continued love. <laughs> That's that is a correct thing to be doing. Your and... lousy views on leadership. <laughs> Your twitchy feely views on leadership. When can I show my kids Back to the Future one? Like probably only Anya right now. It's mostly just bad words, right? Like the scary parts aren't so so scary. Mm, I would show I would show that to Hank right now, probably. But he's eleven, um, right? Yes, he's eleven. You, you, my girlfriend's yeah. kids were ten and eight. And I'm mostly okay. just concerned about the rape scene. I mean, about the message sent there, just as a, a subliminal sort of thing yeah as opposed to the swear i mean the swearing i don't I really don't care about obviously uh, my, my girlfriend <laughs> chose to uh have a debrief um which yeah. she often does with movies and sort of right does a little deconstruction and analysis for the girls and i 
they sort of like it. Um, the, the younger one really likes it. She's more analytical. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch because I've tried that with my girls and they're like, um, can you stop talking now? Like, they're not even <laughs> listening. They don't even care. Like, whatever <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying Hank, to say. That, and that's how, that's how Hank would be. I mean, I think for him, the things that he would like the most, he would like the swearing mm-hmm. and he would like seeing the bully get punched in the face. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the other what, part he wouldn't, I don't think would really register on a conscious level that much. <laughs> um, but it would, but my concern is more like, that's not really, th- that treatment is not exactly <laughs> a message I want to leave him with. Here's a great lesson of how to treat ladies. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like had, Lucas, Lucas goes back and like inserts banthas into everything. Why don't we have somebody go back and fix, uh, fix that scene <laughs> from back to the future? You know, that movie was responsible for the fifties resurgence, I think in the eighties, wasn't it? Like, no, that was happening. That was happening long before. You think that was? I mean, like happy that was days a huge. Yeah, no, that was the yeah, yeah. I mean, it started with um, uh, American Graffiti, but it, it really took hold in the eighties. Like it just, oof, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. the late seventies. I mean, like that whole. I mean, the whole Happy Days thing. It was. It was happening for a while. It was. It was the baby boomers. I mean, it was all there. It was mm-hmm. a while they um, swept through the that you know that hump in the demographics where they were buying everything. <laughs> Pants. I mean, what's the? We haven't talked about there? sucking Brian in a long time, <laughs> but I miss that doll. I think we all do. I, I he misses me too. I bet. <laughs> totally, he does. Boy, um, we've, we've learned so, a lot today. Yeah. Yes. So, so swearing. What's the final take? Yes. Um. Not yet. There's still a four-year-old in the house. I've I've never my girls I've not heard them so, swear I have not heard my kids swear. So you swear and they don't swear is what you saying? That, yeah, that pretty much. I mean, I don't. I'm, I try not to swear too much. I mean, Listen, I, parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. That's what I learned from PSAs in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And parents who swear have kids who swear. If mm-hmm. your kids have heard you swear, they're gonna swear too. They I might know. not do it in front of you, but they're swearing. No. Now there's the dual the dual life, right? The secret life that you have. You have your family right. life mm-hmm. where you you're awesome and you never swear. Yep. Until you slip up embarrassingly and it's really awkward and weird. Oh, and then you have your friend life where you're like, fuck shit. You know, <laughs> in fact, just, just yesterday I was, <laughs> I was FaceTiming with my wife and I had just been with coworkers all day. And so oh, I was yeah. in swearing mode and I'm like, Oh God, I had to deal with such shit. And she's like, it actually wasn't a complaint. It was actually about a good thing. Um, I was like, I had to take a great shit. No. And so but I said some <laughs> profanity and she's like, uh, careful, because all the kids were around since they heard Oops. that I was on the FaceTime machine. So that was Oops. funny. Kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you do you have a code word for just like earmuffs or whatever? Do you ever say you know? You no, think? not yet. Maybe we'll have to get there, but it's not there yet. Um, hmm. I said holy shit in front of my girlfriend's kids, and they were like, "You mean holy my goodness?" No, they were like, "Holy what?" And I said, "Holy my goodness," and that's become a thing now. So now it's holy. It's not holy shit. It's holy my goodness. And so I'll be like, oh, you know, this is really, can you believe this? Like news story, whatever, you know, Apple problem on my computer. And they're like, don't you mean holy my goodness? Yes, that's exactly what I mean, child. It's exactly right. <laughs> pat, pat. Here's mm-hmm. a dollar. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. sell no, like Hank, Hank knows holes. them all. <laughs> I mean, we've talked, we talked about this before, but Hank knows yeah. them all, except for the C word. 
as far as I know. He does not know that one. Hank, call um, me. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and uh, it's crap. He does not. He does not use them <laughs> in the house anyway. In the house anyway. I mean, he. It's not from not wanting to. He would love to use them all the time if he could. But hmm. so it's you not, know, and it's not crap. It's not crap. You know that <laughs> he this... says crap. We're we're a crap friendly um, house. Mm. My my girlfriend was not into that. She's like, that is crass, and and I'm, I was kind of surprised because she's yeah, we're so definitely like, crass around. Here. You know, she will get worked up over you know uh, Donald Trump say and um, just start. Oh, he's such a fucking whatever. And I'm revealing probably too much, and I'll get pay for this later. But she's <laughs> you know she was raised in New York, so obviously every other yeah. word's the f word. Um, right. In my family's mind, not in reality, but in my family's mind, that's. I think how they imagine her talking in reality uh, when she's not around them. And that's not true. She's, she's pretty good, but um, she does say the F word. And I don't know that she realizes that her kids hear it um, because she can get pretty emotional. Cause you know, Donald Trump is a right. Stir some emotion. Good reason. Mm-hmm. Either on either side, right. Whether you're pro or, or against. And so, um, and I'm su- surprised because of this, you know, her visceral response to Mr. Trump that she would say to her oldest, well, crap is, you know, it's just kind of a crass word and it's not something to just be used. I don't know. Like it was really funny that to me that she was, that crap was not a good word. Like, but, but yet when her daughter mentioned that she had learned what shit was and meant and told her a joke that they had created around the word shit, that, and it was kind of funny. And she's talked about this on actually on her podcast. But um, it there's just a weird thing about my mom was like this, too. Like, don't watch Benny Hill. But yet she would be upstairs cracking up to Benny Hill. How will I learn about boobs if I do not? Watch right. Benny Hill? Exactly. And like how to drop. a. Do you want me to learn about it on the street? Wait, 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 yes. wait. What are boobs? <laughs> you haven't seen Benny Hill. Sand. Do we need to have a Benny Hill conversation <laughs> intervention with you? That, that could be good. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're bags of sand, Lex. I've heard of Benny Hill. I have to to go also. (laughs) Okay, well, we all do, right? (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 